Welcome, friends, to the What Do You Know podcast. The goal of this podcast is to give you, as busy youth workers, youth pastors, youth volunteers, some encouragement, as well as a reminder to why we got into youth ministry in the first place. Friends, we are joined by another awesome guest, by somebody who loves working with students and somebody who continually pours their life into students. Friends, sit back, relax, and let's get into today's episode. All right, episode 10. Let's get this started. Today, we are joined with one of my friends from college, Kayla Kish. She's a pastor in Weymouth, right? Yep. So I am a pastor at South Family Church of the Nazarene, which is 20 minutes south of Boston or 15 minutes south of uh, Eastern Nazarene College. Um, so I'm, yeah, I'm not too far away. Um, but we don't, we're far enough away that like we don't interact too much with ENC. So that's where we are. So Kayla, what do you do at South Weymouth? I'm the pastor of family and discipleship at South Weymouth Church. Um, or SWN as we call it. And basically what that means is I minister to everyone from birth up until they're nice and old. And so basically I, I mainly focus on kiddos, teens, their families, and then the discipleship part of it is like small groups and teaching. So that's what I do. That's a huge job description. Yes, it is. Yes. I yes. I'm never bored. I feel like that's just my catchphrase. <laughs> So Kayla, now that we kind of know your job description or your position, I feel the question needs to be asked, what got you into youth ministry? What gave you the drive or what gave you the calling to become a youth pastor? Because it's not just something that you do just on a whim. Yeah, I never, like if you had asked me in college if I had thought I would be in youth ministry today, I would have told you you were absolutely nuts. Um, I had no desire to go into youth ministry. I honestly some days cannot believe I'm in youth ministry, um, but I was working at, a, I was serving and working at another church, a Wallston Church of the Nazarene, which is right, that's the college church at ENC. And I was approached by somebody and I just like to hold my call with an open hand. And they asked me, you know, would you consider youth minister or being a youth pastor at SWN? And uh, I was like, yeah, I mean, yeah, I'll consider anything. And uh, I started going through the process. Um, I had a little experience with youth ministry. I was a camp director up in Vermont um, for teens for a couple of years, which I loved. And uh, I interviewed and my husband and I prayed about it a lot. And here we are three years later. So wild ride. It is. It is. Yeah. But I love, I mean, I do love it. I love my teens. Um, I sometimes feel like uh, they could probably have, a, a, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if I'm always qualified for this job, but I do my best. Nice. I'm sure your students know that too. So thinking back to like, I guess that time when you were in college, when somebody asked you, have you ever thought about youth ministry? What would a letter look like to that person? If you could sit down and write a letter to yourself back before somebody asked you, have you ever thought about youth ministry? What would that letter say? And that could be a loaded question. You could have a gigantic list or you could have something super small, but what would that letter say to you? You know, I think it would be just like an overall letter of do not put yourself in a box. I think it was really easy for me to just say, oh, no, I'm not going to do that. Or, oh, no, no, I'm not comfortable with that. But I I think I would say, you know, to myself in college is, you know, God is going to is going to move and he's going to put you in places that you're not comfortable and you need to embrace those. And if it's youth ministry, it's youth ministry. Um, Don't stop saying no. 
to those types of different callings that you think maybe aren't for you? Maybe uh, you don't know everything is really what the letter should say. Yeah, that's completely relatable. That's awesome. I'm sorry, that's probably a shorter list than a longer list, but. Well, sometimes shorter is good. I know for me, if I had a long list, I'd forget everything on it. Yeah. I saw a post the other day from Tara Beth Leach, and she said, like, I hold my call with an open hand. And I really love that. And I think, like, I love to say that to my younger self is hold your call with an open hand. So Now, when you say hold your call with an open hand, is that just being open to whatever God may ask you? Or is that more saying I'm open to any situation that God may present? Can you kind of fill that in a little bit? Yeah, I I think what it means is we are not in control of our call. And I think, you know, this idea of like opening your hand up is you're letting go of control. And so when you do that, when you really allow God to really work in and through you and you've relinquished control, the ways in which he's going to work are going to be far beyond what we could have asked or imagined. Yeah. Now, have there been any like surprising things in youth ministry that were just kind of like, I wish I would have known about that before I started this? I don't know. I'm sure there are, but I cannot think of anything right now. Um, I I think I'm not a soup, so I'm terrible. This whole like all-nighter situation is not for me. I I need sleep to be a nice human. So um, your life doesn't revolve around caffeine like mine? No. <laughs> no? No. So I really struggle with all-nighters. Um, I do them very rarely and I have a big team. And so when we do things like that, I, I go home and I sleep while they watch the teams and then I come back. Oh, so you're letting them deal with all like the shenanigans and fun and. Um, I usually last till about 2 AM and at about two, I need to like at least go get a couple hours of sleep. So I don't think that's something surprising, but. I tried to do an all-nighter back before everything was closed. It was. Back when we had our district FOL, Festival Mm -hmm. of Life, for those of you who don't know. It was at my church, and so we were trying to set up for it. And I set up the volleyball net a little bit ahead of time, and I just tried to stay up. And I think I fell asleep on the church stage in our gym. Okay. It was it was weird. I woke up and I'm like, mmm, I did not get everything done. I needed to. So I know I needed more caffeine than I had. Or sleep. More sleep. Mm, what's sleep when there's caffeine? I forgot how much you like caffeine. I love caffeine. I yeah, I, now it's all coming back to me now. I have to say, you you criticized me about my yes, caffeine intake. I remember now, yeah. On a regular basis. <laughs> Okay, so what keeps you motivated in ministry? Uh, what what reminds you every day you get up that this is my calling? I think what keeps me motivated in ministry and that like I wake up and I, I'm reminded that this is my calling is just God's continual call on my life, um, just as a believer, I think first and foremost. And then the ramifications of that, um, which is being a leader in his church, which is leading my teens, which is leading my kiddos families, parents. But I think it's first and foremost, it's it's my relationship with Jesus. I think that what that's what keeps me motivated. I also just like absolutely love, love uh, working with the people in my church. Um, I love, I do a lesson now on Tuesday mornings with my kiddos over Facebook Live. Um, and it's just awesome being able to interact with them and just see like the ways in which God is shaping them and just them starting to understand what does it actually mean to have a relationship with Jesus. So how do you avoid burnout? Because burnout's a huge thing in 
our yeah. world right now where we're kind of yeah. going nonstop. So how does Kayla Kish avoid burnout? Um, well, slow down, first of all. I think for me, it's about balance. You know, you, you can't you can't just work all the time. I think, you know, as a pastor, we are asked to Sabbath. Um, and I really try to be faithful to that day of just Sabbathing and spending time with the Lord and some spiritual practices um, that are really, that shape and mold me. I love to go outside. So anytime I'm starting to feel anxious, I go take a walk. Nothing is more important than I need to start getting anxious about it. I go take a, I take a break. You know, I, I think it's good for us to know, like, none of us are Superman. We can't do it all. I think burnout, it definitely can happen. Um, but finding ways in which you can avoid that. I spend time with my family. That is something that has really rejuvenated me. Friends, I forgot to say this, but when avoiding burnout or finding times of Sabbath and just finding times to do something fun, it doesn't always have to be ministry related. We can take a step out. So what gives you life or what excites you right now? If you all don't know, we have a student version of this. It's on my church's YouTube page. Go find it. You'll see the student half of our podcast here and you'll hear a little bit how Kayla has this like weird farm thing in the back of her house. (laughs) Yeah, I do. Okay. I kind of set you up there, but tell us a little bit about this farm thing and then like give us a little other information about some stuff that excites you. What gives me life. I just love being outside. Honestly, I love working with the earth. I like to garden. I like to weed. I love to work to have my chickens out and spending some time with them. Um, I'm a big Hamilton fan. I don't know if you know that show, Hamilton. Um, but all of my chickens are named after all of the ladies of Hamilton. Wait, really? I've yes, never seen Hamilton. What is Hamilton? Hamilton is a Broadway musical based on the life of Alexander Hamilton. And it's like a rap musical or hip-hop musical is what they call it. Interesting. Um, so Lin-Manuel Miranda wrote it. Um, he like He did some of the music for Moana. Um, he was, he was the Burt equivalent in the new Mary Poppins. I don't know if you've seen that. No, I'm, I'm just not educated on any of these movie references. I know I spend most of my time out in the woods. (laughs) So named after the six ladies of Hamilton, your chickens. Yes. Is that like all the animals you have in your backyard or do you have like some goats or something? No, I just have six chickens. They... They suffice for now. I also like live in the city a little bit. So we're like in a small town. So we don't have a lot of land, but we have enough for six chickens. So for six chickens. Is there an expansion to the farm of Kish? There might be eventually. I try to convince my husband all the time to get more chickens, but he says we have to wait at least a little while. Let's say you could just get them and just bring them back and say, hey, they multiplied. I know. I know. I really should. We, We went away for a little bit, though, and we have to get like a chicken sitter. And that's just a lot of work. What's a chicken sitter? You know, it's someone who comes and sits on your chickens. <laughs> no, it's someone who just comes and watches our chickens. Is there anything else that gives you life? I know you mentioned a couple other things in our student podcast. Yeah. Um, again, we love to be outside. So anything like that. Uh, we go mountain biking. We go biking. We like to go for walks. Uh, we go kayaking. Honestly, spending time with my, my one-year-old is something that just gives me life. She's hilarious. So I just love getting to spend time with her. I remember something funny from our, video, our student video. You were talking about how your one-year-old will hole into the side of her cart. Yes. Yes. So we have, yes, we have a little trailer that goes behind my bike and she'll just like hold the sides of the cart as we're driving and just like big giant bug eyes and it says nothing the whole time. So (laughs) I think it's kind of scares her to death, but 
She's all right. Builds character. Builds character. <laughs> <laughs> That's so. awesome. I'm glad you have some stuff that gives you life. So what sort of advice would you give to youth workers today? First to youth workers living in a normal world where this whole social isolation thing is not going on. First, what sort of advice would you give to that youth worker? And then what sort of advice would you give to a youth worker living in a socially distancing Zoom youth group world? Yeah. Um, I think my advice is actually going to be the same for both of that's okay. Really? It is. It is. Um, we mentioned this in that student podcast. Um, again, I think it just like rings true in my, in my life. Do not compare yourself to another youth worker. For me, especially during this season, I have just had to turn off everyone else. I am doing the best I can right now in my circumstances, in my context, and that is good enough. Um, and I think like outside of this pandemic, um, social distancing, that also needs to apply. I think we can see what other youth pastors are doing and we can be super discouraged by how much they're doing or maybe we can be we can boast ourselves up by how little they're doing. We don't need to do that. We are all in different contexts, in different churches, with different people. So I just think, yes, enough with the comparison game. Throw it out. Real talk. I haven't been in these conversations, but walk past youth workers having these conversations. Oh, we did this. And I'm like, okay. As I'm walking by, I'm asking the question, why are you telling us this? Or why are you telling them that? And then it kind of turns into a comparison game. And somebody ends up walking away from that conversation pretty hurt most times. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely think like we can be each other's best resources. There's no reason to like reinvent the wheel sometimes. Um, but I also think we need to be careful. It's, Could you give us a little bit more insight to the be careful part? Yeah, I think it just comes back to that, like, yes, we can be each other's best resources, but we don't have to be doing everything else everyone else is doing. Especially, like, so for me, um, I'm not just youth pastor. I'm children's pastor. I'm discipleship pastor. So the things that I'm able to do, the scope in which I have a focus on is broader. And so with specifically youth ministry, you know, another pastor could be doing something every day of the week. I can't do that. And that's okay. And I think for me, like, I have to just keep, like, it's okay to say, that's okay. That's a great reminder. Those are some really great words of wisdom that I think it's important for all of us to be reminded of as we try to figure out how to do ministry and how to equip our students and how to live a life that's faithful to God while also just trying to stay, I don't want to say mentally sane ourselves, but try to keep going in a way that doesn't get ourselves too tired yeah so. I also think like to add to that like in the comparison game like work within your own wheelhouse Caleb and I are completely different people and that is okay and we're gonna do things in completely different ways because we're gifted completely differently mm -hmm. and so like the ways in which Caleb would do something I would probably do it differently or the ways in which I would do something that Caleb might do it differently and that's okay because we're built and we're made differently. Definitely. I think that's a good thing to remind ourselves about because more often than not, we try to, I don't know, make a square peg fit in a round hole. Exactly. And we forget about like the breadth of God's kingdom, of how he has equipped like me and you in different ways, how he's equipped other people in different ways to accomplish different things. Exactly. So this yeah. has been awesome. Thank you for reminding us about the comparison game. Thank you for sharing what with us about your love for the outdoors. Thank you for sharing with us how you 
avoid burnout and how you've ministered to your students and ministered to the people of your church. This well, is thanks awesome. for having me. Yeah, thank you. No problem. So, Kayla, how can we be praying for you uh, in these next upcoming weeks, next upcoming days? This has been something that I've started here on this podcast just as a way for us to pray together, yeah. just a way for us to be praying for each other because we need to be praying for each other in these days, even yeah. before the world went nuts. Uh, yeah. I think, you know, our church is about to, uh, we just started the new pastoral search mm-hmm. at our church. Um, so as many of you may or may not know, um, as an associate, uh, when they are called and are sent here, uh, I have to resign. And so whatever that may look like, I'm just trying to, you know, continue to to do my job and to do it well um, until God calls me somewhere else or affirms my call here at South Weymouth. Um, so just call, just prayer for, for peace in the midst of all of that. Um, I'd really appreciate. So let's pray. Lord, thank you for today. Thank you for the ways you've shown up in our life. Thank you for the ways you show up in our life, even when we don't really expect it. Lord, thank you for uh, walking with us. Thank you for going before us. Thank you for going behind us. Thank you for your direction on our life. And right now, Lord, I just want to pray you'd be with Caleb, be with her family as they just search for peace. Uh, Lord, a pastoral transition is hard for everyone. It's hard for the people on staff. Lord, I pray you'd be with them, guide them. Lord, help them find peace. Lord, Not only help them find peace, but help them to live out the life you've called them to. Help them to live out the life that you are directing them. Lord, help them carry on with their job. Help them to live it well. Lord, this is something that I know is heavy on Kayla's heart. Lord, help her live out her calling to South Weymouth well. And so, Lord, right now, I just want to say thank you for her. Thank you for the impact that she is making on her church. Thank you for the impact she's making on the people around. Lord, we pray this in your name. Amen. Thank you, Kayla, for joining us on What Do You Know? Thank you. Friends. Thank you, thank you. Listen to this, laugh at it, hear God's voice through the joy and through the fun. And remember, especially from this podcast, don't play the comparison game. Friends, thank you for joining us on another episode of What Do You Know? Friends, again, be mindful. Don't play the comparison game and live into the calling that God has given you. I can't wait to see how God is working in and through you through these podcasts. Friends, reach out. Leave a comment on Apple Music. Leave us a comment on Spotify. I would love to know how we can make this better, and I would love to see how God is working in and through you in these days. Join us next week for another episode of What Do You Know? (laughs) 